the waters of the underground lake, purposely disturbed. The heroes knew they were in for more than they originally bargained for. Their seemingly singularly minded foe was considerably more than just that. Wasting no time against the mounting danger, the heroes slowed and heaved at their enemy, forcing defeat upon the earthen elemental before I could find refuge in reinforcements. But the creature that rose in the lake was nothing short of terrifying, as multiple serpentine snapping maws lurched forward for their lives. However, Krukka was made for this bout and cleaved and cauterized the heads of the Hydra with the support of his allies. And even through its regeneration, they found a second victory. But the lake began to rise, and save for Tulak in a flight, their feet and legs were submerged. The devil known as the Sarklagon surfaced from the fetid waters and tried to drown Krukka from within his own lungs. But his ferocity and rage were not ready to let out just yet. With everyone's efforts to protect their friend, Tulak goaded the devil into leaving the water and was left unconscious, poisoned suspended high above his doom. Welcome back, listeners. I have a question for the posse, the crew. Is there a certified banger that just always gets you going, always gets you in the mood to just go out there and absolutely just wreck whatever you're doing, like a, a, a hype song? Okay, you heard your theme song? I, I see Scott's already ready, rearing to go. What did you listen to before we started recording, Scott? Tell me. Well, it wasn't today, but it was yesterday. Because yesterday I had a job interview and before every single job interview I've ever done, maybe not ever, but in the last like many, many years, I will set myself aside. I'll take six minutes and I will listen to all Eminem's final freestyles from eight mile in a row. And it gets me (laughs) pumped up. 
<laughs> I'm talking pumped up. I get goosebumps. I get right into it. I get my breathing right, and I'm ready for that interview. And I got a new job. So nice. it works. Oh, yes. <laughs> so anyways, if you're ever looking to get a little pumped up and believing in yourself, YouTube. Are you are you not the final chief water tester at, in Vancouver? You walk around with the little the little testing strips and just test everyone's everyone's water. <laughs> yeah, you're not no, far off. I do. Shovels to lean on. You're not far off. I do test the water uh, to make sure that it is okay weekly and send it to Metro Vancouver mm. testing station. So yes. okay, before Freeman derails us, uh, James, you got a hype song? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd love to give you like like a fun answer like that, um, but. <laughs> Honestly, it's uh, it's a combination of uh, "Number of the Beast" by this old techno band called the D Devils. Oh, that I'm sure nobody's ever heard of. Nope. Uh, I thought it was gonna be Iron Maiden. It's uh, <laughs> no Iron. Um, sometimes Iron Maiden, the Trooper, will get me going if I'm playing, or the Wicker Man. If I'm if I've got the bass in my hands or a guitar, the Wicker Man will definitely get my blood pumping. But honestly, most of the time it's pretty lame uh, or blasé. It's it's a classic in my opinion, and it is "Fat Lip" by oh. Canada's Own, Sum Forty One. Ooh, oh. certified banger. That whole album is certified. Um, I another one of my guests for James was gonna be uh, "Push It" by Static X. Uh, I like Ooh. Machine, but I actually like. Uh, um, Oh no, Push It's from On Wisconsin Death Trip. Um I, I like Machine, but I actually like their last studio album more, and I can't remember what it's called. It's it, the the name's failing me right now, but Push It is really good. Push It is a good one. Push I it to of, the limits. Sometimes no, I really forget one. about Static X, but when I was young, I I was big on them. Um Damn. Yeah, I saw Static X a couple of times in Toronto before we lost the 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 great Wayne. What about you, Dunk? Oh, so many, so many, depending on the mood. Um, I <laughs> Dunk was is an the ang- resident like music guru in the Discord. <laughs> yeah, I've been Always going through up. a lot of stuff lately. Uh, well, not like well, uh, going through a lot of stuff. But I've been going through a bunch of obscure music, trying to find stuff I like. Uh, mm. But I do like going back to my angsty teenage days of new metal, and I'll throw on some System of a Down every now and then. Uh, their first oh, yeah. album and possibly a bit of their second album is the only good new metal. Uh, don't at me. <laughs> I won't. Uh, but besides that, like I, I've tried to been going the more like fake it till you make it happy go lucky kind of songs. So uh, everyone's a guru now by Saint Motel is kind of my hey the world's okay let's let's face it with a smile on kind of song. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm feeling sad, I'll go listen to like some Matthew Good or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, love me some Matthew Good too. Okay, what else do you love, Freeman? Uh oh, uh so I mean the more everyone talked, the more I had started adding to my own list. I thought, oh, I've got one. Um but th- one of the things that comes to mind is I mean, I'm sure I'm I know that I'm not alone in this, but when we were younger, it was like always about driving around with your friends in whoever's car and the music was blasting. You weren't even really talking, you were just going from point A to point B, listening to whatever pumped you up. And the go-to one for me and my friend Josh was always Ramstein. Um, big Ramstein fans, I- no. including, uh, especially for me, was uh, Meinherz Brent. 
Um, and there um, we go. Yeah. <sighs> and links, links, uh, two, three, four <laughs> links. So okay. drive here. Uh, and, um, and, uh, do so good. Uh, those were big ones. I love those songs. Um, with just my buddy, just Mitch. a big mutter fan, eh? Yeah. <laughs> my buddy, Mitch, it was tool. It was a lot of tool. Mm-hmm. And in particular, tool, tools are my favorite ones for pump ups because they're really good for long con pump ups, I think. And in particular, I think one of the most underrated, there's two like really good back to back songs they did in their album. So there's Parable and Parabola uh, that are back to back that are amazing. And then on the 10,000 Days album, there was also Wings for Marie and the 10,000 Days song also back to back. And they're, they're long cons, but damn, are they good as like a one big long piece. Uh, so well, those, they those are, are good. Yeah, yeah. real good. Um, yeah. And then and then they also have like there, there's, there's so many amazing just like single songs as well, like Vicarious. And um, I mean, I oh, there's just too many. Um, <laughs> but uh, the... Um, on the positive side of things, I'm glad, I'm glad Dunk said that because something came to mind right away, and it's actually a, a Gautier song, uh, uh, famous for the was it uh, somebody I used to know. Um, but he's got an album called Making Mirrors that's actually pretty good, pretty much start from, from uh, start, start to finish. And there's a song that's simply called "I Feel Better," and it's like it's a real good happy pump up song. It's really really cool. I highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, th- those Ooh, those are speaking of I feel better. There's a song yeah. called "I Feel Better" by Hot Chip that's really good. Ooh, Hot Chip's great. Hot Chip's great. I'd, I'd also yeah. like to give an honorable mention to "Girls Just Want to Have Fun" by Cindy Lauper. Oh yes, and you ours know what? was the Betty band, Davis. And, uh, the band Starfucker does a really good cover of that. Uh, and and I'd li- love to shout out the Flash Gordon theme song by Queen. That yeah. synth, the way that starts, just gets me going. I mean, Queen's got lots of good pump-up songs, too. Uh, yeah, now I've got yeah. so many going no through doubt. my head. Like, you mentioned Queen, and I've got uh, Everybody's Lonely by Jukebox the Ghost. That's a great song. Uh, Delta by C2C, the French turntablism band. That's super fucking good. That's a really good pump-up yes. song. I would be remiss to not mention, because I went to Nas and Wu-Tang last night. Um, Nas, Got Yourself a Gun or New York State of Mind, Wu-Tang, Gravel Pit or Cream. Oh, what about Paranoid Android by Radiohead? Oh. Oh, that's a good see, Radiohead, I thought would be a really depressing show to go see, and it ended up being like one of the best concerts I've ever been. Yeah, to. <laughs> so bet. I'm get, I turned around on my opinion of them. Cool. I uh, love me some Radiohead. I don't love all Radiohead, but uh, I have a mad appreciation for them. Uh, so well, about you, Cam? Not to. Oh, oh yeah, Cam's got to go. <laughs> go ahead, Scott. Go ahead, Scott. Cut me off. Cut in line. Yeah. Let's get us back into the segue. Yeah, Scott, I'm fucking I dying out here, man. It's okay. They ignored uh, me in the uh, last intro. I'm sorry, though. Cam, you go first. But. <laughs> okay. I, I was going to say something about James not talking in the last one, but I was like, I'm new here. Maybe this is just a thing. Uh, no, for it never me, got tossed to me. I was ready. It just never got tossed my way. I'm you want to you wanna handle it guys. now? You want to you wanna run it back right now just so for the listeners? What did uh, we talk for about For the record, last I agree week? with Scott. Uh, courage is uh, or bravery is is courage in the face of fear, and I have nothing else to add. So. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, I have. Oh, uh, player agency is dependent on the player. It's not dependent on the mechanics of the game. If you get paralyzed or turned to stone or some shit, mm. you can find interesting ways to contribute, whether that's insight into your character or what, whatever else. So, 
No, I have nothing meaningful to contribute to that intro. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, it really depends on what kind of hype I'm trying to go through. Uh, if I'm in like a weird, rare moment of self-doubt, it's actually I Can't Handle This by Bo Burnham, which just absolutely okay, yep. crushes me every single time. And I'm like, normally I would not put a joke song anywhere in there, but like with the... Like, you can see him, like, having a panic attack on stage while he's doing it. It's like, oh, that's relatable as somebody that has done content mm. and played shows and everything else. Uh, but on the, like, just getting ready to go uh, murder the day, it's either Bleed by Meshuggah or Counting Worms by Knocked Loose. And they both just <laughs> absolutely every single time just... I remember when I worked in food service, I would get there to open uh we like had a little hole in the one back of a bar and i get there at 7 30 in the morning and one of the bartenders would be there like doing setup and like ha 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 just talking to themselves or whatever and they'd be like what's up cam and my bluetooth speaker would connect in the bar and i would just press play on my sugar and crack a monster and just go like nope not handling any of this i'm just gonna go <laughs> be me uh be mad inside the kitchen right now <laughs> and got me through it amazing Speaking of being mad, this creature's 25 feet in the air and I can't hit it with my stump. Speaking of uh, Scott getting a new job and testing the waters, he really tested the waters with this creature and is now probably going to die. And uh, rather unceremoniously, I might add. Not Scott. Tulak. No. Tulak is probably going to die. No, Scott's going Scott's, to die. Scott's, <laughs> Scott's looking pretty rough over there. I, he was at a if Tulak <laughs> dies, Freeman will be the one who dies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, okay, well, um, here here we are. This is good. This is, this is, we had a whole combat episode yesterday. Uh, yesterday. Last week. <laughs> um, Feels and, like yesterday. Uh, I've been sitting on fucking pins and needles for a goddamn week. <laughs> and uh, things look real shady and uh, the Sargogon has just about killed Tulak and it is going to be Glastrumdor's turn at the very end of round 10 oh wait Sargogon's going to take void damage <laughs> and persistent for- fire completely forgot now the fire is gone I completely forgot about all of the horrible effects that are on the Sarglacon right now. Uh, reminder, listeners, off guard, persistent void, drained one, frightened one, and stupefied one. Um, I'm going to take 19 void damage. Brutal. And I fail my recovery check with a 10. Fuck yeah, you did. Glass. The stupefy will fall off. Stupefy falls off. The, oh, okay. Yeah, it's one round for... Uh, oh, okay, one round. And the frightened might fall off. It does not. It's part of impending doom. Oh, it does not. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, we due are, to crisis we are of doing, faith that is for one night. We're doing all right and keeping track of what the hell happened last time. Um, yep. Okay, Glash, <laughs> what right. do you got? Uh, Glash is going to waddle slash doggy paddle his way forward five <laughs> feet and is within 30 feet. And so he will cast... Acid Splash. Acid Splash. Uh, that is a 32 to hit. Ooh, that hits, yeah. All right. For splash with a splash. That doesn't feel right. Fifth level <laughs> should be 2d6, not 1d6. 
So it's okay. going to be uh, 10 points of damage, one splash damage, and that is it. Okay. Uh, one. Persistent? Uh, no, only on a critical. And um, is Tulak going to take splash damage? Uh, I can target... How far can I target? I might be able to put and it far enough away. realistically, Lump. Lump is five feet away. Just oh, they're no, 25 yeah. feet. No, the they're area. both flying. Two lock in the Sargon. Right, but the acid is going feet. to fall. It's not nah. just going to... Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's magically nah. dissipates. It's not going to go yeah. that way, yeah. Nah, you take that, you take that gravity out of here. Uh, I guess Two Lock does take the one point of damage. Glass didn't figure that in. Why would you do this to me? I I don't like I don't like taking things back. I you know, Glash is just excited to contribute. And uh probably yeah. not realizing that Tulak is unconscious and dying. Tulak takes splash damage yeah, like, dying three in the air. Glash is definitely like underwater and just like hopping up to like cast see, a spell. Yeah. In. yeah. <laughs> uh I don't oh, like I'm this. Nervous. I'm actually getting nervous now. You two <laughs> fucking yeah. you two and Tulak's back there. Tulak's got die hard. You go to uh, dying five. <laughs> what are you crying about? Okay, hold on. Whew. Uh Izori, you're up. It is round 11. Zori is just going to fire off three rounds of first level magic missile. Probably the best idea. Probably the best idea. <laughs> three, two, and five points of force damage. And you will take 14 points of void damage for the final bit of impending doom. Okay. What level did you cast magic missile at? Level one? Okay. First level. And how many points again? For impending doom? For impending doom? 14. Describe your kill. It's 29 divided by 2. Um, yeah, so it looks exactly <laughs> oh, like shit. that. She just points the rapier and just bam, bam, bam. And then uh, as as she hits it, you see the thing like swagger like in a video game. And then it just falls, hits its head off the, the in the water and uh, rolls over dead. <laughs> I did Covered not think it was that close damage. to damage. <laughs> its brain just kicks off uh, and it has like a basically a... a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I was going to say conniption fit, but that's just like a temper tantrum, isn't it? Uh, what's like a the, seizure? A seizure, thank you. <laughs> yeah, just like something goes off in his brain and it just collapses, or just, yeah, just dies in the middle of the air and just falls into the water with a big old splash. Um, but we're not going to leave rounds yet. Uh, Lump, what do you do? Lump is going to look at Tulak, who had the bravery to come this close to engage with the monster with them, and reach out a hand bloody at the stump from their dropped weapon, and cast a two-action heal. So that Scott doesn't come to Texas and kill That's me. right. For 50 <laughs> points of damage. I mean, Kruka's looking Sorry, pretty far healing. down. I think Kruka deserves it, too. So. Yeah, it'll be fine. Or die, whatever. <laughs> And right, then last action, we'll long. raise a shield to see if anything else comes back. Okay. So 50 points to Tulak, uh, which wakes him up. He's still flying in the air. I'm like, <laughs> and, uh, um, Do you imagine coming back to consciousness 25 feet in the fucking air? Oh, yeah, like, man. you know those dreams where you feel like you hit the ground and you wake up with a jolt? It's probably, like, the worst of that. Yeah, I like to think that Lump's magic is pretty forceful, and so there probably is just a little bit of kinetic energy in there. 
Yeah, it's not not very like a gracious with the the casting. I imagine like it doesn't have no. a delicate touch. Yeah, nope, does not. It was just be better. <laughs> yeah, like the closest thing to risky surgery you can get with casting. Yeah, it's <laughs> casting deal. Yeah. Um. All right, Krucka, it's your turn. Uh, Krucka, he would start to cheer at the monster going down and then choke okay. on his own vomit as he retches. Uh, <laughs> get rid of this. He's second to forget about that. <laughs> I'm 29. Done the 40 um, Oh, yeah. And what uh, what caused this again? It was the drown effect. Uh, that is a success. You've shaken off the second condition. That is a critical success. How dare you shake it <laughs> off critically. Um, okay. And this is just when your rage falls off, too. Just yep. in time. <laughs> uh, if that's all you're going to do, two lock... Uh, wait, can't he treat poison? Possibly. But Tulak's still 25 feet in the air. Yeah, well, no, I guess... No, I mean on Krukka, because Krukka got the Sarlagon. Oh, so. no. Uh, no, he, he succeeded out of that. But, I mean, I guess if we're still in oh. combat, something's going on. He'd like to now unsickened, uh, like, do a perception check or something to see if he can find out what's going on in the room. Uh, sure. Uh, I'll roll you on real quick. Uh, you, t- you take a moment to retch. Uh, and uh, manage to cough up the rest of the murky water that's in your lungs. Take a look around. You can see the water is starting to suddenly recede a little, much slower than it than it uh, rose, and you're getting a good idea, a, kind of a good lay of the land. Now, you don't see any more danger. Um, you see Tulak like spring to life in the air, uh, and uh, perhaps you uh, might get ready to like catch him in case he's uh, going to fall because he almost looks like he's prone, like but floating there. It just like mm-hmm. starts awake. Okay, so he would like if he can like start to move over that way. Yeah, yeah. You just see it like trudging through. It's like waist deep, and then by the time you get there, it's like knee deep, um, or or close to anyway. Um, Tulak, it is your turn. Uh, I believe the Sarglagon uh, went before you or after you originally. Mm, it's dead, so it changed his initiative order. Yeah, um, it was. I had delayed until after it. Okay, so in that case, give me a fortitude save right away. Twenty-seven. Also, you had gone, you had gone down, so your your initiative would have been right after it. Yeah. Um, Twenty-seven. Four. You recover from the venom. Hey, it's a meat to beat. Nice. Uh, and we will end uh, combat here. And I thought you were going to say the episode. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's a short one this week, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty easy. We know what we're going to do for the next 30 minutes. We're going to go back. We're going to rest. We're going to level up. We're all going to max out our hero points. And then we're going to go back down and fight your review. <laughs> and there we go. <laughs> I'm everyone... with Mad Libs. Just fill <laughs> Every... in your own blanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no, that's we... a merch idea. That is a great <laughs> merch idea. <laughs> Uncharted North publishes its first book, Mad Libs. Oh, it's just so many crooked sayings of fill in blank, and it makes even more sense when you put random words in there. <laughs> there's no use crying over spilled blood because there's no use blank. Yeah. Uh, there's no ruse smelling over spilled. Uh, but yeah, Lump is barn. going to. Oh my god, imagine it's just a book of like the first half of the shit that Krucka says. <laughs> and then the laptop is still in the blank, oh my god. Uh, oh god. It's a good title too, Shit That Krucka Says. <laughs> and just to really harbor on here, what if there was a calendar, you know those ones where you rip off one thing a day and it has like a oh, word like an or whatever? Calendar? Yeah. Yeah. 
just crack his one-liners. <laughs> and he's in a bikini the whole time? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not the whole time, only if you flip through. Yeah, you're gonna flip through. You gotta it do slowly that. drops the bikini. Yeah. No, sorry. Like, Ooh, yeah. will I take that, it cut off? That. I'll never tell. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. I don't mean to keep interrupting you, Cam, but no. these, are, these aren't it's bad ideas. They're good ideas, they're... but they're not bad ideas. Oh, no, I'm, I'm very... I am very happy so to good. just witness this. Oh <laughs> fuck, I'm crying a little. Uh, they're not that bad. No, no they're, they're really great. They're great. Good. I want like, to do them. I want someone's got to do the legwork here. Uh, listeners, oh, we volunteers. <laughs> I mean, I think it has to be Duncan, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Duncan, we need 365 crackers. <laughs> Stats. Just off the top of your head. We'll wait. We'll wait. Go ahead. Quick. Start through it. <laughs> so Lump composing themselves <laughs> after having an internal laughing fit at Tulak almost oh. dying. Uh, we'll reach out and quickly snatch the pendant before it sinks below the water. If possible. Uh, good call. Good call. Uh, I tried to say it earlier, but uh, everyone can have a hero point. That was uh, it was very good uh, action and coordination. That was awesome. Um, and as yeah. this is all happening, Tulok comes back to consciousness and just kind of his fly spell is still in action. So he floats slowly to the ground and he's just laying on the ground prone, kind of breathing heavy. I like to picture you like flying, but like prone above the water, just like a little bit Christ-like, just like it's like still a little pouty <laughs> about it, but... Uh, that's yeah. pretty spot on there must be something I mean I, I feel like you're getting to it but what's going through Tulak's head is what I'm really curious about because most of that fight he was in a, a reasonably safe position but then that final third combatant that came in and you challenged it and it met you because it could fly too like you might not have seen that coming and this is the closest to death Tulak's come in a very long time mm-hmm yeah, well, I think that Tulok is just not that he ever was feeling like, um, like bulletproof or anything like that, but it definitely was humbling because yeah. he's watched a lot of people die. He has narrowly managed to avoid dying himself, but that kind of is just a reminder at how delicate life is and that you know, within six seconds could have been snuffed out almost completely. Mm -hmm. Um, so Lump will grab the piece of the medallion. Shove Tulak into the water. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's just laying there. getting there, Scott. (laughs) Uh, we'll peel open their arm and drop in the last, uh, the fourth piece of the medallion. And then wade through the water over to Tulak. I, you were very brave for facing it and challenging it in combat. I see you have a defiant streak in you. I... I may not made a, made a good choice. I just... There's just something down here that is slowly making me hate bringing out these powers in me that are dark and sometimes hard to control my anger 
It just seems to be getting worse, Lump. It's not something to be proud of. Lump smiles with both of their mouths, their eye creasing with it. Tulak, if I may be so bold, I don't think that you're becoming darker. I think that you're realizing a purpose. And if there's anything the last breath teaches us, it's you do it until you can't, until your last breath. And I see bits and pieces of my pantheon within you. And that's not something to be ashamed of. It's not something to feel guilty about. True. I just... I guess I'm not ready for my last breath to be today. If you know what I mean. I do. I I don't want today to be any of our last breaths. I want us to continue on and see this done and so I will always do my best to ensure that today is not your last breath thank you Lump and he Tulak is kind of rising from uh, prone on the ground as this conversation is going and he reaches his hand up to them you know for help up and Lump will uh, hesitate for a moment you know, looking down at the warped flesh that is their appendage and then hand it over. And so Tulak pulls himself up and says, I was unconscious, but I, I can feel your magic and I can feel your healing and I appreciate you helping me. And uh, Tulak says, well, thank you. Either way, I I truly appreciate it. And I will do my best to keep you safe here as well. And the same goes for all of you. And he turns to his companions. I have lived while my friends have fallen. And this is just an awakening. A remembrance that any day could be our last. But we put our lives on the line for the citizens of Otari. And I thank you all again for being here with me and joining in this cause and nods at each of them. And Lump will throw both their hands up like, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) That was a serious moment, Freeman. Fuck you. No, I just love that you're like, you're alone in it. You're alone in it? I know, absolutely. (laughs) It's just so funny. Zori's totally ruining the moment. (laughs) Kirk kind of smiles at uh, keeping us safe as he is nearly dead and kind of wants to just turn to his wounds and heal himself. Uh, Kruka, if you'd like to gather around, I, I can treat those for you. Also, I just wanted to point out, Zori, that was amazing. You you really helped us out in that fight a lot, and that cannot be understated enough. Thank you for your aid. As as you turn to her, she's made her way over to you and has taken off her boots and is sitting on the edge of the water with her feet in the water, <laughs> just savoring the moment. It's been so long for her, uh, and she just smiles up at you. Azori, you weren't here before, but in this area... 
There was trap doors from above that could set creatures down into this murky pit. I wonder if at the depths there could be treasure. We also know that below here it leads into the room of lava. Perhaps you could scout it out and take a look for us at the bottom. That is why we came. I will take a look down below, but we should be ready to rest. I may be physically intact, but my power is rather depleted for the day. Of course, I must rest myself. She will take off her hat, place it very gently on top of her boots, take off her sword belt, and again diligently place it, uh, draw the wand of magic missile, let down her hair, and dive into the water with her compass so the light shines out around her. So she's got compass in one hand, wand of magic missile in the other, and she's going to go investigate. All right. Uh, while she's doing that, Krakus is just going to treat wounds on himself. Um, oh, I, I got the jump on that. Well, he waved you off. Okay, uh, <laughs> fair enough. So he's got it for... Well, I didn't roll it yet. Uh, two luck, you'll heal for 33. I'm full, baby. And you lose the wounded condition. Nice. And Krakow's just going to, well, while he's waiting anyways, he's got the Aeon Stone, or the Wayfinder Compass, just kind of give on him up. All right. Now, I know, James, you said, I think, last episode, uh, that Azori doesn't see these people as, you know, her people, like this crew. But do you think she sees a little bit of, like, a crew in, like, what just happened? Sort of the recovery and the talking and the thanking? Like, you know, does, does do you feel like it's reminiscent at all of, like, her own crew? Probably at a weird position because she's used to the whole crew just doing what she says. But these ones are treating you like an equal and thanking you for the job well done. You know, it must be a very different dynamic. But there's a sense, it must be a sense of com- camaraderie there that you notice. Yeah, definitely after this one, more so than previously. Like, she has gone out of her way to spend their downtime uh, with her cat, like, alone with her people. This combat, I think, is going to bring them all closer together. She now finally sees what each one of them brings uh, to the ship, and she is starting to see a crew, you know? She may not be captain of it, and she definitely doesn't like that, but she also understands that this isn't her domain and it's it's best to do this together instead of having one leader. Or I think that may be a relevation, revelation she has eventually. Mm-hmm. Right. Currently, she's just happy they're all alive because if they're all alive, that makes it easier to get to her goal and that is to yeah. put Belcora <laughs> back in the fucking ground. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose, baby. <laughs> exactly. Um... All right. Well, Azori dives into the water and uh, takes a look around. And the first thing that definitely stands out is uh, you could see that the the pool of water here that the Hydro is in, um, uh, kind of at its deepest points, and it's kind of averages out most of it's like it's a kind of like a one, um, mostly one depth. It's about fifteen feet deep, um, and. Um, you would guesstimate that around the center of the room is uh, is where the pool of um, 
magma below would be. As you kind of search around, you can see that there are definitely bones of various creatures around. Um, in particular, you might spot the some leftover bones from the creatures most recently dropped in here, but they would have been devoured pretty, pretty heartily. Uh, so not really anything intact so much that's recognizable. Um, and as you kind of uh, swim around, you, you kind of hit the edge of the water and you realize, you know, that it continues on in a more shallow portion. It goes down and down and down and deep south where when you originally, when the crew originally had like gone through the cave system above and looked down they could see that the, to the south, the water was quite um, murky and fetid. Um, and if you head down that way, you uh, see more. You, the farther south you go, you see more and more corpses of like what are presumed to be long dead uh, gladiators for the arena. Lots of pieces of equipment, but nothing of any real use that you can that you can notice until you get very far south, where you notice what looks like an abandoned nest uh, wait, for a hydra. Wait, 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 wait. Before she goes down there, she's mm-hmm. going to swim back to Tulak and take uh, one of the... Wand- or have him use the Wand of Status on her. Oh, okay. Good call. Um, Tulak also will hand um, the bottled air to her if she requires something like that. She can hold her breath for eight rounds, so I think she's okay. Never mind. But you can't. I, I did think about yeah. that. There is some land for you to follow her swimming m- most of the way. Even that was the other thing. Yeah, back her up. Yeah, um, but there is a, a point of no return where it's just water for sure. But that's that's the farthest part south, and that's where you find this abandoned um, hydra nest. You might suspect it was abandoned because of the Sarglagon, um, and. Uh, that is where you find a rather uh, unique-looking piece of armor um, in that it seems to be intact and in reasonably good condition, in fact, quite good condition, if not super shiny. Probably needs a little bit of cleaning up, um, but it's got this so these like sort of lion motifs on it, um, and uh, you recognize it as a plus-one resilient scale mail. Ooh. Scale mail, I'm not sure about this party. Resilient should be the thing that really stands out for all of you right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I might actually be able to wear scale mail. What kind of armor is it? I That's think medium. it's medium. It might be heavier. Ooh, might not be um, medium. I'm going to throw it in the party stash anyway. So you can all take a boo. Um, no, I am it not is medium, yeah. armor. It's medium. Uh, yeah. So she'll bring that back um, on land. Kruka has to decide if he thinks wolves or lions are cooler. <laughs> Ooh. So plus one to saving throws for listeners who are unaware. For the Brazilian, I believe that's it, yeah. I mean, you can always move the rune to your wolf jaw. That's it. You can transfer, right? I would actually let's see what the wolf jaw wolf jaw armor acts as a plus one hide armor oh yeah you could you have room oh. for it sweet easy what's that cost i think it's like 10 percent 10 percent of the cost the, of the rune and in a day yeah okay well next time we're back in town put it on the to-do list and try not to forget okay she will uh 
summons Sammy and dry herself off on the cat's fur. Cat, cats love that. <laughs> cats, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, put her boots and her doublet and her sword back on, and and you know make sure her her hair is okay before she puts the hat back on. Well, this is all I was able to find. There are corpses and the like down that way, but most of their equipment is mundane and rusted beyond repair. Requires more work than its value. I did find below the points in which the water is leaking. Uh, How deep or like how thick do I think that rock is between um, the waterbed and the ceiling? Pretty thick. In fact, you it's hard to point actually pinpoint where the the weakest part is here. You would guess that you could either spend a large amount of time. Well, it'd be a large amount of time to slowly pick away at either side, but it would be more here, which would be more difficult underwater. You you would suspect that the uh, the spot below would respond better to a big impact if you were able to provide one. Right, but Lump and I are both wave touch paragons, so we don't take any penalty for for attacking underwater. Sure, I bet you're not looking at stabbing this with your sword to break it. No way, wouldn't work. Uh, I have the armory bracelet, so I could just summon a big ass hammer. Uh, yep. We're just going blasting magic missiles all over the place in there. Are you bringing this up to Lump? Uh, I'm just trying to get an idea of how long that would take before we start planning it, and then I figure we can plan it in character as we take a long rest because I need spells. Well, why don't we get a crafting or labor lore check from yours truly, Krukka? Oh, Izori will attempt to aid in the crafting check. Uh, Kraka is going to hero point that because this seems important. <laughs> wow, 21 the first time, 20 the second time. <laughs> we love that. Um, 21 on the die? Not 21 total. Five um, on the die. And then four. Here. Uh, well, you already passed the nature check to notice it. Uh, the let's see here. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give you what this says here. Uh, it, it basically just says for the magma room. Uh, if you were to widen the crack in the ceiling, there the task would require appropriate tools and the ability to reach the ceiling and several hours of chipping away at the stone. Um, and that's on the underside. So. I would say um, certainly still several hours on this side, if not a little bit more, maybe a full day's worth of work. Okay. As an expert craftsman, I can deduce that we would have to remove some of this rock to allow the water through to the other room. I hope this it's, helps. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Dunk. I need you to retake that line. You are actually a master in crafting, not an expert. As a master in craftsman. <laughs> <laughs> as oh a God. master like, like, crafter <laughs> as a master craftsman i i am nowhere near as skilled in crafting as you Krucka, but if we did open that to drain down to the air yes isn't there a risk of whirlpool and suction and water adhesion i said craftsman not physicist but- <laughs> 
that would give us some time. We would flow down with the water. It would theoretically cool the magma at an equal rate. I mean, a little bit less than an equal rate because of evaporation, the, the heat dissipation. and You understand. But as long as we could keep on track of that... Uh, the only reason I'm not worried about it is because I have I have Catfall, uh, so I'm not super worried about it. If she can steal like Glash's pick and she's got Catfall, she could she could make this happen. I believe lumps it. Uh, lumps jaw drops and eye widens at the same time in awe of the knowledge <laughs> of of Azori. Yeah, like Lump is legitimately Azori knows impressed. How to sink ships. Like, Lump is wise enough to understand Whirlpool, but not smart enough to understand the actual physics of it. Yeah, I mean, Azori has a plus five intelligence, and her thing is ships and water. So I feel like I'm I'm portraying this accurately. I think I, think I have to toss in that you're not wrong, but Azori with a plus five intelligence would surely maybe consider the fact that um, the very sudden contact in a large amount with the magma is not going to be uh, a casual interaction. Probably quite violent, in fact. Steamy. Yeah, the reason I didn't factor that in is because she has sailing lore, Mm. not like miner's lore or any other lore. Um, So I know that. James Mm. knows that. I don't honestly believe that Azori would know that, that the reaction would be that I wonder because... It's tough because I wonder how much, like high impact like say fire magic she's seen at sea you know like if you were to be in like a proper battle and i can't remember your full history but if you're a proper like big old naval battle with magic casters i would imagine fireball and things like that would be one of the go-tos for sinking another person's ship yeah for sure but i mean that that does create a violent reaction but i think that's Mm -hmm. what she's basing this around there's steam there's evaporation but pouring water into magma would probably be explosive and mm-hmm. I don't think she's ever don't, seen that. Okay. Like a sure. fireball into the ocean yeah. isn't, yeah. you know, it's, it's... It's a bit different, yeah. I, I, we I, were I, all yeah. in an infernal sauna that. not too long ago. Um, <laughs> uh, Izori was not there. Yeah. Lump right, so there. the rest of them, maybe Krokka stops her, like, whoa, yeah. I've yeah. seen this before, and as a master craftsman. <laughs> also, just, just putting this out there, what if she went down and just activated the Mask of the Banshee? <laughs> Uh, oh, sing it! Sister. I don't know how magic interacts with two E, but like in one E, magic did half damage to objects before anything else came into effect. So it might yeah, be enough. I mean, but it's I sonic know. magic, so I figured it might uh, be applicable. And it is an emanation. Yeah, but she also was haunting him, which is sonic magic. I don't know. I think that um, um, Banshee's mask does do void damage, though. So fifty-fifty oh, void damage. Yeah. Do we? I. I think that before we attempt anything, we should. Uh, what time of day is it, Freeman? Oh, very good question. Uh, let me take Boo here. Uh, While he's looking, I I think that I still have a number of my powerful magics left, but I Azori, I believe, spent significantly more than I did in that in those encounters, those fights. And uh, Lump will glance back and forth between Tulak and Azori. Do you require more rest before we continue forward? Yes, very much so. Unless we think we can get by with a single casting of Day's Weight and Blur. 
<laughs> that uh, yeah, that sounds like so plenty. She's, she's empty. Like plenty. She's out of four. She's out. <laughs> she's only got one three left. She hasn't touched her second level spells, but they're mostly dispel magic. Well, so, so Tulok turns and says, "It's about nine a.m. By the way, I have spells left that I could use now to try to deepen this hole and attempt to break through, but I would have to rest again before a fight." My my concern is that if you open the hole, it will not be time to rest. It will become a confrontation. Is there any business that you all have in the town that you feel could be taken care of since it is so early in the day? I do have some errands to run. Lump will look at Tulak. I think I left my stove on. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a hot plate in the caravan. <laughs> it's been on for days. <laughs> I will never be serious again. <laughs> All of Otari's a smoldering mess because I let the <laughs> hot plate get out of control. The, whole the great Otari fire. <laughs> a 48, Why did I think of 19. That? <laughs> yeah. God damn. I, okay. Um. In all seriousness, I mean, we. I guess we should decide how we're going to attack this because, like, Azori doesn't have any business in the town, but she would like spell slots and a rest. But if we are going to go from the top down here, we could just pick a spot, like inch wide, whatever, and just hammer away at that until we start to see water moving swim away or warp step or uh i mean if we rest prior i could dimension door out watch the water fall because even if it's a pinprick or you know an an uh like three centimeter hole well it's already a pinprick well yeah i mean i guess that's true but like even if we can widen that a little bit the the sheer weight and force of the water will do that job for us and theoretically just erode the rock away we just need to make the hole a little bigger um is is my thoughts anyway okay uh, james's thoughts i don't know about his uh, own. cam's thoughts is we're getting a little too fancy with this i just want to pour water on these ironies because they're going to be a bitch to fight Pathfinder, I mean, there's, there's no world in which this is easy. Pathfinder 1E, there's dungeoneering, right? And that would always let you know where in the dungeon you were, like what direction you were going, what was above and below you. Yeah, it's survival almost. now. Okay, so can we roll a survival and see if we can figure out whereabouts that hole was and work that area if we get a good enough score? Fremen. That's a Dune reference, listeners. Yeah, I, I think I think you're already kind I, th I said it's not not as obvious from this side but i th i still think azori found it oh um yeah so i think you're okay on that that point you know you have an idea between uh between i mean really just with with Krukka's, like kind of uh check from below and now check from above i think you can kind of determine where the, the point would be you know that the leak was basically over the altar in that room below um, which was just on the edge of like sort of this half moon um, balcony, uh, and the whole room is like, is a is like a, is circular. So, yeah, you have a you have an idea where it would be, and like if the water were to start pouring through, it would land on the altar first and then spill into the magma. Um, 
So Tulak begins spamming telekinetic projectile, just sending rock after rock after rock after rock after rock after rock. After rock. Uh, sure. I mean, you by all means, you could do that. Uh, but again, regardless, it will take a pretty much a full day worth of work. Can you imagine cool shouting? Can you imagine shouting at something for 12 hours? <laughs> yeah, I well, you probably components. gain the exhausted condition after like six. I go to music festivals. Yeah, you're yeah, not just, shouting every six seconds for 12 <laughs> hours at a music festival. You've never seen me. <laughs> I have seen you. You're on camera right now. You've never seen me at a music festival. Okay, you got Don't me Don't tell me how I scream. <laughs> just the idea. Blood can do it. Tulak can do it. <laughs> Uh, I bear in mind too. This might help, <laughs> but Glash Glash has a pick, so someone could use. Yeah, that. I already said that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Glash is the one who should be doing this. He's a fucking okay. deep gnome. So Azori can just hold Glash in your hands and swim down. There. I'm not so good at swimming. <laughs> Look at him; he's an old man. Um, Tulak so gives him bottled air and smacks him in the ass. <laughs> okay, well, I guess I'll go. How do I use this? I'm calling HR. You'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't really sign up for this. Yeah, you did. Yeah. All right. I so mean, where where are we at? I, I'm, I, don't I don't know. know we're, we're getting derailed. So, yeah, that's yeah. my point. Like, yeah, let's just go like, okay. So Krukka just got a new magic item. Wants to get that done. Let's go back to town. Get that taken care of today. We can rest. And then we can think about this tomorrow. But I... In my mind, spending 12 hours plus casting telekinetic projectile at a place in underwater just does yeah, not make sense. Not like, no, no, I know. And I I was more kidding. But yeah, it, th- I this whole thing I didn't think was going to be a 12-hour fucking ordeal or more. Can we just go buy some explosives? Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad mm-hmm. idea if we can find like a stick of dynamite or something. Yeah, I, kn- I know we've lost our alchemist, but... Uh, sorry, James banned gunslingers and gunpowder from this game, so no dice. <laughs> okay, so first of all, gunpowder is not the only accelerant that exists in the world. <laughs> Second of all, if I have that power, it's for the network, not for this game. <laughs> I concur. Okay, let's... Also, there's no dynamite in 2E. <laughs> just let's like... head back to town then. Lump, are you comfortable joining us? I know you haven't left here in a long time. Yeah, Lump hesitates and uh No, I I think it's best if I just stay here and make sure nothing gets out. Are you sure? I will stay with them, Tulak. Keep them company. Otari has nothing left for me but sadness. Meta talk, do we have anything else that we need to do in, t- in town? On the meta level, uh, if we have some stuff we can sell, uh, Lump might try to get a better shield, a better sturdy shield. We have a better sturdy shield. We do. That hasn't been provided to Lump and Lump. Um, If you are going, though, if, if there's any way that you could possibly procure me a better shield, uh, this one feels like it's starting to... um lag behind in terms of the sheer damage that our enemies can do to it yes we do have another shield in town 
the return policy was not so good. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I was going to keep a straight face, but I couldn't. Oh, There's no way I was going to. <laughs> no. That's why it's the episode title. <laughs> no comment. The return policy wasn't so good. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, we will retrieve uh, this for you to help the party. Okay. Uh, thank you. Wait, sorry. Double checking here. I don't see where that shield is. And, no, I don't see it either. And wasn't it the same that Lump has? I have a lesser. I figured that Gildo was... Yeah. Moderate? You sure it was moderate? That's a level 10 item. It costs 1,000 gold. I don't think you bought a moderate shield. I'm pretty sure you upgraded from minor to lesser. Oh, yeah. That's that's correct. That's what happened. Yeah. Okay. Never uh, mind. So but roll it looks back like, that. <laughs> it, it looks like our total wealth is significantly high enough that uh, I could potentially get a moderate yeah, if you want to pool your resources, could do. Uh, but it will be the uh, two days there. It'll have to be sent out for it. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm down with whatever. If the, That sounds like it's going to help us. Cold Iron Shield Standard Grade. That's worth a lot. Um, a lot. Oh, and I've got that uh, tattoo blueprint. The 100 Victories tattoo. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, depending on how long you want to spend in town, uh, you might be able to get Krukka to transfer that rune uh, without having him to come back down not wearing armor or wearing different armor in the meantime. You could just kind of take a extra long time if you want. Um, and then maybe he can get the tattoo done as well, perhaps. Uh, and then maybe even chip off a day of uh, of the order for the sturdy shield. And yeah, if we can some, take the day. Have anything else to do? Like, if there's any way, and Lump will grimace as they pull the Morning Star part of their arm off. Could you potentially get this plated in silver? Seeing as how we're fighting devils, it seems more appropriate than ever. Court Lump, we know you love bling. I I do. I like the way it shines, <laughs> like a what, disco so ball. That's that's Lump's what middle is name. Tulak holding right now. If he takes that, like, is it a fleshy bit or just metal or like? Basically, like think a fist made of cold iron, with uh, bits of bone protruding from it, and then the handle is basically like Lump's forearm. Jesus Christ! I, I thought that was perfectly normal. Is that is that not normal? Is that camera lump asking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I if this is if this is too much to ask, then I, I understand. I I thought this was that was Cam asking absolutely like Lump would realize like no, this is fucking uh, weird as hell. I like to imagine that like a look of like weird and outness goes across Tulak's face without him even noticing, but Lump definitely noticed. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Tulak takes it nonetheless. I We'll bring this to the blacksmith and attempt to have them to do this work. I'm sure they'll they, be able to figure out something. Does Does anyone have a a hat of disguise? I yes, we do. Uh, oh, <laughs> Lump will. Uh, um, 
Tulak takes it off Duffy. I, yeah. I would. <laughs> hey, that's mine. It makes I, me look so chic and awesome. It has been. The ladies be all pawns. <laughs> you got no game, Duffy. <laughs> I got that reference. Just like the Ab Abba 2000. (laughs) Fuck. This has gone so off the rails. You are strong and sad, Duffy. Uh, Tulak, if it's okay with you, it has been quite some time since I've seen the town. I I think I would be more comfortable if I could borrow the hat so as to not um, startle the villagers, as it were. I, I read a... I read a story a while back um, about a creature who terrified the local villagers, who was deeply misunderstood. Um, I think their name was Frankincense. Ah, I've never heard of this before. Interesting. I think it was Fredenberg. It's pronounced Physic. <laughs> but I'm sorry, Lump. I did not realize that I had that still. Of course you may use that. And I think it would be very good for you to get out of here and remove yourself from the situation for some time. So please, take this. And we shall all go together. Well, I I would hate to leave Azori. And that becomes a small problem. Azori's coming I'll as well. Stay, I'll stay with Glash okay. in the library with uh, Ogrel. So the reason I don't want to take Glash is because he's a deep gnome and it's just going to set his eyes on fire. <laughs> also, <laughs> if I can have the threshold of truth, she's just going to sit there feeding pages out of it to Sammy because half of those spells are occult. Oh, fuck yeah. Go ahead. Plus, and then also... You can stick around and do fucking research checks out the wazoo if you want. Well, yeah, I think it takes an hour to feed spells and there is a lot in here that I would love to get in, in Sammy's belly. Yeah. And so Tulok is also going to offer up... Eat the spells, Sammy. Um, let's see. <laughs> I have you like it. <laughs> scroll of worms repast. I have scroll paralyze, scroll of mending, scroll of hypercognition, scroll of illusory creature. Yeah, uh, if if there's scrolls and they're on the occult uh, list I can I can feed them to uh, Sammy. Cats love that so technically, too. Technically, this is a spell book, and these aren't scrolls. So what's what's your rule in there, Freeman? Like I'm okay destroying the book, but uh... yeah, I mean uh, I know Azori would be fine with it. It, it uh, it's supposed to be returned to Morlevent. Uh, so <laughs> good thing Tulak has book by kind of lore. one of Morlevent's prized possessions. In fact, if I recall correctly. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Um, oh and, right, this is this is one of the it's one of the items, yeah, yeah. Right. This is our, it's yeah. our Mavdian's book, yeah, uh, from one of the Rose Guard, and um, yeah, and like, and also double check that they're on your tradi- your 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 tradition. They're in your tradition because like, I checked a bunch it. of them. Okay, they cool. are, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, your call. Can I make scrolls? Is that a feat? Crafting a scroll. The process to craft a scroll is much like that to craft any other magic item. When you begin the crafting process, choose a spell to put into the scroll. You have to either cast that spell during the crafting process or someone else must do so in your presence. Casting that spell doesn't produce its normal effects. Instead, the magic is trapped inside the scroll. The casting must come from a spell caster expending a spell slot. You can't craft a scroll from a spell produced from any other magic item. For example, the caster has to provide any cost of the spell. You need to learn only a single first formula level first level formula to craft scrolls. So yes. Yes. 
Uh, well, in magical crafting requires a magical crafting feat, which I do not have. So no. Uh, also sounds like you would, like, because you have to cast the spell, you would have to be able to figure out how to cast a spell from a book uh, in yeah. order to make the scroll. Um, otherwise, you're just using your own magic to create a scroll, uh, which I don't think you have the ability to do. Uh, I could, but it's not. It's not worth it. Okay. Okay, so here's a fucking workaround. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> what if I just write "Read by Izori" in the book with the word Reaper? Oh. 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 No. Okay, how does that work? <laughs> it uh, wouldn't work like that. Yeah. Is written. Um, so you describe "Read by" on a non-magical literary work, oh, non-magical yeah. book, scroll, or play. You immediately gain cursory knowledge. So it wouldn't work. Um, but it might help help expedite some research. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, that being said, I don't think spell books, oddly enough, are necessarily magical items. They just hold the formulas to magic. Is that grimoires uh, are magical y- items? Yeah, you're, you're correct. But you immediately gain cursory knowledge of the literary work as if you had skimmed it for five minutes. Is okay, isn't yeah, good enough? No, not enough. No, to, to teach me a spell. <laughs> yeah, as much as I want it to be. That would have been pretty. Abrica, yeah. etc. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's a reason why the word reaper is like what a level two item. <laughs> it's uh, level three. Yeah, not cool, but not super powerful. Okay, so splitting the party. Feel free to help yourself to those spells, uh, spell scrolls. Yeah. Yeah, she'll absolutely take them. Uh, Tulak gives the How to Disguise to Lump. What does Lump look like when they activate it? Lump looks like an incredibly handsome elf with uh, the same black sclera as most elves, um, long pointy ears, and their hair uh, that was kind of greasy and patchy on their head uh, becomes a full, uh, bright, shiny blonde. And they get significantly slimmer, but they still have that wiry strength of an elf who has honed themselves in combat. And the armor becomes um, very similar to a, uh, if you're trained in society, a very old form of last wall plate armor something that uh, heraldry lore would have been very very useful on yeah and they look very much like a knight of last wall in terms of dress and style and the way they're holding themselves now Tulok looks lump up and down and says do you believe this is what you looked like before and lump just starts bawling and drops to their knees and this this is what I looked like before. Tulak puts a hand on Lump's shoulder and says, "It. I know it must be hard to hear, but it isn't always about what you look like on the outside. What's inside you is the important thing. And you have been nothing but a beautiful person here helping us every step of the way you didn't even know us and you've given us nothing but help don't be sad that's easy for somebody as ruggedly yet beautifully handsome as you to say 
I know I am ruggedly and beautifully handsome. <laughs> no, no, it was it was ruggedly for Krucka and beautifully for Tulak. <laughs> and Tulak says, "We know what you look like now, but what would you like us to call you?" Yeah, just just lump for now. I'm I'm not quite ready to say my. Guess dead name. And Tulak nods solemnly and removes her hand from uh, Lump's shoulder and turns to give them some space. And Lump just staring into the face of their shield, seeing the reflection, just sobs for about a minute before just taking a (sighs) centering themselves and standing up posture straight almost coming to attention with a practiced ease as they slip into this new skin I I believe I'm ready Krakow will clap them on the back Remember, Lump, it's what's on the inside that counts. A brain. Guts for eating. <laughs> I, I believe you have, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, the heart of a baboon. Thank you. And, Archimedes. Uh, <laughs> and Tulak turns to Azori. I understand you'll stay. We'll see you as quickly as we can return. Yes. Ogrel and Glashtrumdur will keep me company, I am sure. Oh, yeah, I will. Just keep (laughs) dancing, gnome. And they split the party. Okay, as you part ways, uh, Izori is gathering what scrolls are useful to her and Sammy. And takes the illusory creature scroll, hypercognition, mending, paralyze, worms repast, and also tries to take the compel true name scroll. I never offered it. Okay. <laughs> just just behind the scenes, James is like, pass all these over. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> we got to mention that uh, she's rooting through for whatever she can use. And uh, I don't know if you want to have a moment at that or you just do not pull it out of the bag of holding. What have you? Yeah, no. We're um, all on Tulak's person. Tulak, uh, when I listed them earlier, I didn't offer that up as one of the options. Okay. Okay. What about illusory creature? Yep. All the other ones. Okay. All right. You part ways. Heading to the surface, um, you uh, uh, instead of taking probably the slow way up, which would probably get uh, Lump kind of sweating, um, uh, you zip up to the level two, and march to the surface probably as fast as you can and suddenly for the very first time even though it's a foggy kind of smelly uh, fen and marsh uh, for the for the very first time in a long 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 time lump feels fresh open air on their skin and they take in just the deepest breath as if it might be 
their last breath before kind of blinking their eyes at natural sunlight for the first time in they might not even know how long before looking at Tulak and Kruka. Is it still where it used to be? Yes, the sun is still in the sky. Okay, good. I was briefly concerned <laughs> that it had crashed down and was think, closer than it used to be. I think that... <laughs> Grotus. Grotus terrifies me, but he's in charge of the moon, so we're okay. <laughs> I think that Tulak becomes slightly emotional as well, just witnessing this and the knowledge of Lump's background and how long they've been down there against their will and then just the whole interaction with them reclaiming I guess their old skin and coming to grips with the fact that that's what they used to look like but no longer so I think that he uh, gets a little emotional as well um, but steals himself and kind of rubs his eyes and says there's much to see, Lump. The town is in the same place, and we can introduce you to Rin and some other folks there. It is a good place. That's why we are doing what we can to keep it on the map. And Lump will nod and follow along. All right, you march your way into town uh, with a new compa- mysterious companion in tow. Where do you head first? Uh, uh, wants to take the armor to whoever can transfer that rune. Oh, to get the rune transferred, yeah. You actually get that done at the Otari garrison. To the garrison, let's uh, where's Reginald? Reginald, no, um, Gerald, Gerald, Gerald. (laughs) Okay, so you're gonna head there for the transfer, um. Tulak and Lump. I was not ready for a town day, to be honest. So I don't. I'm not really exactly sure. Okay, I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, perhaps it's, it's, we should go to Galantine's first to go ahead and get my shield ordered. Uh, from there, you can perhaps show me some uh, tasty food or beverages. Oh. It's been a long time since I've had a moment to uh, enjoy things that aren't rations or provided by devils or worse. Do we need to deal with um with Gilda's sending Gilda back to her family? Well, assuming you go to Galantine Deliveries to place said order, as soon as you get in there, uh Aloria, you know, greets you um heartily and, and says, uh Ha Master Tulak, uh, welcome, welcome uh, uh uh you're sort of just in time. Uh, you're always fortuitous with you, uh, fortune tellers, I suppose. Uh, um, we are actually ready to uh, transport Lady Gilda's body to Absalom, uh, if you uh, we have your permission. Um, we just need to say the word down to, uh, Vanny at the Dawnflower, and we can send it along. Yes. Yes, I think that the time is right now. We are going to, of course, just, uh, send her body to the, um, uh, to, uh, the stationed, uh, old Andorran guards there, but, uh, did you perhaps want to send a, a letter along of any kind? or? Yes, of course. I definitely would like to include some information for her father and family. And uh, Tulak will move to the side and 
writes a letter, seals it with wax, and hands it over. Okay. Uh, while he's writing that, Lump would like to approach her and, um, if it's not too much to ask, I require something a little more uh, sturdy, as it were, and will pull their shield off their back and show it. Um, this seems to be of lesser make. I'm hoping for something of sterner stuff. Uh, yes, I am. I mean, I'm no uh, equipment uh, specialist or blacksmith, but uh, looks like here you've got uh, the sort of thing that just came in recently. Uh, I guess I could uh, send for something that's a, a bit more of an improvement on uh, the same sort of style, if that's what you're looking for. Uh, yes, please. Uh, right away. You're... Also, I forgot to introduce you. This is our new companion. And he turns and uh, towards Lump. Their, oh, their name panics, lump panics. Their name is lump <laughs> panics, lump panics so hard. <laughs> oh, now, now, a pleasure to meet you. Uh, I'm a lawyer, Galantine. Gal- uh, you're you're adventuring down below in the Gauntlet as well. Where, where on earth did they find you? Uh, I haven't heard of you coming in through our Tarby at all. It is a long story, best told over a a drink. Um, well, I kindly accept your offer. That will be lovely at the day's end. I can meet <laughs> lump you panics, heaven. lump panics, lump panics. <laughs> How exciting. <laughs> uh, you may call me Sal for now. Sal. Well, that's a nice upstanding name that is. And Lump relaxes visibly. And um, thank you. It would mean a great deal to me. Uh, well, uh, where would you like to go uh, if, uh, if you're not familiar with town? Of course, uh, we could. Uh, there's several locations we could go to uh, right no, now. I, it's I'm a not, bit, bit dour over at the Crow's Cast. Oh, you've never been? Okay, well, no, I mean, no, we have no. the Crow's Casks, but it's a bit dour right now because we sadly lost the proprietor, Magiloy, um, which you may have heard from uh, from Tulak here, Master Tulak. Uh, yeah. Perhaps the uh, the best seafood in town is, of course, a Cook's Nook, but it would be a bit rowdy in there. Uh, not right for telling stories. Uh, there is the uh, rowdy rockfish, of course, but uh, it's it's quiet. Gloria, I, th- quiet I think we, we may have to take a rain check on this. We just have some things to do in town, and perhaps it might not be oh. the right time right now. Soon, oh, though. Certainly. Uh, of course. Uh, I apologize. I just got a little excited there. It's okay. I completely understand. Just We're all stay sort of here and do your fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I said that. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I did not say that. I did not say that. <laughs> and as Tulak is talking her out of Nerala having walks dinner. And horse kicks you. <laughs> <laughs> as Tulak talks her out of having dinner with them, uh, you see Lump get visibly a little bit disappointed. <laughs> Okay, in response to that, then, Tulak realizes that he kind of just put his foot in his mouth, and he says, why don't we just meet at the fishery at 7 o'clock? We'll attend to our business, and we'll meet you there for dinner. That is a fine idea, Master Tulak. We could play a game of dominoes and tell some stories. Lump brightens visibly. And, and uh... Good. As Tulak is kind of taking this moment in, um... 
So, I just want to roll some sort of check society, I would assume, on the last wall armor, or however it was described. Yeah, last wall armor. Sure. Uh, I, yeah, I think uh, Cam just said if you're expert in society at all, or trained yeah. in it. If you you're an expert, you definitely know. Is... If you're trained, then you probably need to roll. I don't know. Trained. Uh, trained even. like it's, It is a... Uh, Last Wall is very famous. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, well, I didn't roll so well, so I'm just gonna... Oh, son of a bitch. No, you're, you're trained. I think it's fine. Cam, okay. just, te- just tell him about some Last Wall. Uh, Last Wall was originally set up by um, Taldor as a way to look over the holds of Belkson and Gallowspire. Um, they were founded the at the height of it. Yeah. yeah, And uh, basically they uh, started at the conclusion of the Shining Crusade, which was the first time that they uh, fought the Whispering Tyrant uh, who raised Orc hordes and I think like 3200 AR I don't remember exactly um, but this armor is a little bit or significantly newer than this um, it looks uh, more closely uh, within probably the past uh, 50 years or so if I recall correctly the last is last wall fallen or or vigil of last wall is fallen. vigil has fallen last wall is still there how tall yeah, is so- this wall is it like the wall in game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> uh it's not um yeah it's, not it's a wall is it it's, it's not a literal wall. it's a metaphorical wall to stand against uh the orc hordes and the undead legions of tarbafon copy that so tarbafon was the most recent siege on absalom so, Last Wall basically used to hold off the orcs and was also, I think, a big part of that siege or dealt with the undead hordes of Tarbafon, Tarbafon, however you say it. Um, and that's where it, Vigil fell as well, if I recall correctly. Is that one of the models that we saw of Absalom being attacked? Like all those calamitous things we saw of Absalom? No, those were, all, those were all pre, the most recent one. They were all uh, before that. Good call though, Dunk Hero Point. Hey, that's a throwback. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's Tar- a long. That's level two. That's a long time ago. Yeah, uh, Tarbafun uh, had a artifact called the Ardent Dawn or something like that. I can't remember. It's been so long, but uh, basically, it is the equivalent of a magical nuke. And uh, the first place that he hit was uh, Rostler's Coffer. And then he exploded Vigil. And there was a massive amount of casualties there. And then kept going. But uh, that's where Arasni comes in. Yeah, because uh, Tarbafon also uh, was basically, after the, the original defeat, was, was imprisoned, right? And Vigil in the last wall was supposed he to be He was imprisoned in Gallows, yeah. Yeah, and then escaped and tried to siege Absalom, failed, and is now... Re-risen somewhere. He's a lich, and he's re-risen somewhere up north. I forget where it's called, um, but it's up in like the sort of like Uslands up north, right? Oh no, I think it's Uslav. I think it's yeah. It's uh, I'd have to look up the map again, but, but we're yeah. getting off topic really hard here. Way off topic, yeah. 
Um, uh, needless to say, Last Wall's very famous and significant, and most people would know at least something about it. So, him. I guess basically what I'm wondering is so Lump was a soldier of Last Wall, Sal. Uh, yeah, you, you could probably gather that they were a champion of some sorts. Okay, copy of that. Well, after a bit of an odd interaction, uh, you you place an order and uh, give Aloria the go-ahead to send Gilda's body to Absalom along with a letter, which I'm going to make you write, <laughs> Scott, so get ready. Uh, <laughs> I figured so. That's why I was so um, mysterious about it, because I had nothing in mind. Um, Krukka, you're going to place the uh, the order, as it were, uh, to get the room transferred at the Otari Garrison? Yes. And then um, get a tattoo. And then get a tattoo. Where are you going to try and find a tattoo artist? I'll That's a good question. One. I'll give you three guesses. The first two don't count. Okay, uh, well, uh, Thieves Place, uh, the <laughs> Crook's Nook. Crook's Nook. He's getting a back alley the tattoo. Crook's Nook. <laughs> it's so perfect. Um, and, uh, yeah, you place your order, wander on down uh, to the Crook's Nook. I assume perhaps uh, Lump and and or um, uh, Tulak might head for Blades for Glaze to get the silvered weapon done as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will uh, we will call it for today with uh, Krukka walking into the Crook's Nook with a big old waft of seafood chowder smacking him in the face. I need this tattoo. I think it means serenity. <laughs> Ciao, Dan. Oh, God, damn. All right, we'll see you next time. Stemming the Tide is an actual play podcast of the Adventure Path Abomination Vaults and is produced by the Uncharted North Network. Stemming the Tide uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Stemming the Tide is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Music is composed by Will Savino and artwork by Greyhood. Stemming the Tide is recorded remotely using Foundry Virtual Tabletop. If you wish to connect with us or support this project and projects to come, we can be found at UnchartedNorth.ca, Patreon.com slash UnchartedNorth, and on all major social media platforms. Links to all credits can be found in the episode description and our website. Thanks for tuning in.